from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Uh, proud, as always, to feature some of the, uh, you know, just most amazing uh, people that I've met in my travels here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. We have had over 1,500 guests on the show, and somebody over the last five years that is no stranger to the broadcast is Mo Neal. And Mo and I have, we have obviously met through the sport of football. We've spoken with one another. But more importantly than anything else is we started a friendship at the beginning of all of this. And that friendship has ensued. It's continued. And and I've gotten to be around his family. And so, you know, an extension of Mo, uh, his family, I want to give a shout out to Tracy and Shelly and the, the entire family. And, you know, and, and the support is incredible. I mean, we I put out on Facebook a post that, that Mo is going to be on the show, and over 2,500 people were reached by just a single picture of Mo Neal, and uh, I think it was shared over 90 times. And and just to see something like that and that level of support, I think everyone that lives in Gastonia, North Carolina, is a Mo Neal fan, and uh, it's just uh, it's a beautiful thing to see that. So you know we are uh, hoping and and praying with every fiber of our being that the uh, NFL makes a good decision. And not only takes a very talented running back, but a very genuine and good human being. Because at the end of the day, as I know, covering the NFL and being in uh, plenty of locker rooms in plenty of different situations, sometimes talent is just not enough. You have to have good character. And I, I should, you know what, let me let me flip that. It's not sometimes. All the time, talent is not good enough. You have to have good character and you have to be a good team player. And, you know, Mo is one of those people that makes a locker room better just by being there. And I truly believe that. So with that being said, I bring him into the show. I can't say enough good things about him, and I'm happy to have him here. So let's bring him in. Mo, how are we doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you for the introduction, Dan. I, I greatly appreciate that, man. You know, like you said, it's been all love since day one, since we met, and, you know, built a uh, great relationship, man. And uh, you're all the guy. Uh, you know, you're not the typical, uh, you know, reporter that they try to make y'all out to be, you know, the bad guys, but you're you're truly a genuine guy and and, and you care about the players and and your community, man. And uh, I greatly appreciate you and thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely. And, And Mo, I appreciate those words too. You know, I always say media, I mean, I'm media based on my badge, but not based on how I treat people. And, uh, you know, I think I think in life it is it is so uh, amazing to uh, meet good, hardworking people no matter what they do. And you and I, I I don't know if you had heard a a few minutes back, but I remember our first conversation. I was in my grandma's house and uh, G Mama, who lived to be just shy of one hundred and one. And, you know, I, I remember our first phone call. I tried to get a hold of you, I think, a couple times. We finally connected. And, uh, and I was in my grandma's house and I know that, uh, she would have loved watching you and, uh, and seeing you out there because, uh, my grandmother, she, uh, was such a big Syracuse football fan and, uh, remembered the days of, uh, of Ernie Davis and all of that. And, uh, it was definitely just, uh, such a big fan. So I want to start there with family 
because I remember that moment and I know how much he has meant to me. Let's let's start with uh, Miss Miss Tracy Neal. Let's let's start with mom. Uh, tell me about what mom has done in your life. I mean, your parents had had just like they got they went to every game. I mean, every game they did everything they could to be there, whether it was on the road or at home. So we'll talk about Shelly in a second. I want to talk about Tracy. What can you say about your mom and the fact that you look up in the stands and 99.9% of the time, except for I think one time when she had gotten sick, you know, mom was right there with you. Yeah. I mean, the support system has been awesome, man. Uh, my, my mom, you know, she's, she's the rock of the family. You know, she, she holds everything together. Um, you know, She's the only uh, woman in the house uh, with all men. So, you know, she's uh, she's the rock. She's the queen. You know, she she keeps things going. Um, you know, that's a very strong woman. Uh, you know, she's been through a lot in her life, you know, with you know, a whole bunch of situations with my dad and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I don't think any other woman would be able to, you know, go through the things and put up the things, put up with the things that she put up with. And uh, like I said, she's a very strong woman. I think uh, I think one of one of my favorite, probably my favorite moment of of your mom was at uh, one of the. I think it was the most recent spring game, and and uh, I saw your dad, and I was walking forward because you know, and I and I come up to see you, and before I think before you and I had started talking, your dad said he said, uh, uh, "Dan," he said, "I, I think uh, I think Miss Neal's trying to get your attention." And I turned around, and your mom was there, and she said, "What's up, wake up call?" And so I mean, I'll, I will, uh, I'll, ne- I'll never forget how how awesome your mom is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's a trip now. <laughs> <laughs> so what about uh, what about Shelly Moe? I mean, uh, him and I have had a lot of fireside chats uh, about about life, about you, about so many different things. Uh, you know, we actually got some barbecue together at a restaurant and I, and I know that Shelly will remember the restaurant took like an hour and a half to bring us some ribs. And I know, uh, I know he was like, man, he's like, I don't want you to get this view of North Carolina. I was like, no, Shelly, you're fine. I know everybody down in North Carolina takes things a little bit easier and I like it. And, you know, everybody up in New York's rushing to get nowhere. So, um, what's, uh, you know, what can you tell me about Shelly and, uh, and, and just what, what your dad has meant to you throughout this process? Well, I mean, I can say, you know, what's, what's understood, you know, doesn't have to be explained, man. I mean, uh, if you know me, if you know me, you know, anybody that knows me, they know uh, the importance, you know, the important role that my dad's played in my life, man. He, he's been unbelievable. Uh, you know, it's, 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 so, it's, it's so amazing, man. It's hard to put in words, you know, uh, how supportive he's been, man, throughout these years, throughout... You know, my getting recruited uh, in high school, you know, being there every single game in college almost, he missed two. Uh, and one of those games I told him not to come to because, uh, uh, you know, I was like, man, save, save your money, you know, when you're playing Holy Cross, and I knew it was going to be, you know, a pretty comfortable game, and I didn't know how long I was playing. 
you know, I just wanted to look out for him and, you know, not let him make that 10-hour drive. And, uh, you know, it's crazy. That's the game I had broke the 2,000-yard mark, too. So, you know, he's, <laughs> he's kind of he's kind of upset about that. But, uh, but yeah, man, he's, he's been awesome. You know, he's been there every step of the way. Uh, like I say, he's, he's an amazing father. Um, you know, he's definitely my hero, man. You know, I know uh, a lot of people like to idolize people that, you know, that's, you know, like athletes or, you know, and, and I do too. You know, obviously my favorite player is the thing at times I idolize them, but, you know, my my ultimate hero is my father, man. I hope it will someday be, you know, just to have his man to my kids as he was to me and uh, my brother and just uh, a, a loving and caring guy, man. Everybody loves him. Uh, I think he get more love than me, you know. So he's he's awesome. <laughs> he's awesome, man. I I wouldn't trade him for the world. That coming here from Mo Neal this morning, Syracuse alum and a 2020 NFL draft prospect, running back, hailing from North Carolina. I want to I want to stick in North Carolina for a second because Gastonia when 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 I get off the plane. And, you know, and I'm getting ready to uh, do what I got to do in Charlotte and whatnot. When you when you come out of that airport, you, I, right there, you see, you know, you see the sign for Gastonia. And, uh, and and it always makes me think about you, makes me think of the family and, you know, has obviously uh, made me, uh, you know, catch up with uh, your dad when I had an opportunity to. And what can you tell me about Gastonia? I mean, it, it's a it's a place that I will always hold dear because of you. And I'll always know it because of you. So, uh, what can you tell me about it? Because I love North Carolina. What can you tell me about home? Uh, it's a great place, man. Like everybody says, no place like home. Um, you know, we've been here for years. I was obviously uh, I was born in Charlotte. Um, you know, I still got family in Charlotte. Uh, and like you know, Gastonia. You know, we moved around in Gastonia over the years um, growing up, man. And you know, it's it's been awesome. The, the community is great. Um, built a lot of great relationships over the years, a lot of great friends. And, uh, it's awesome. You know, it's a tough place. It's a hard place. Um, you know, you, you don't hear too many of uh, people making it out in, uh, in sports. You know, like, like it be, I mean, we got, we got some, we got superstars, you know, we got James Worthy, uh, that come to mind, man, him with the same middle school. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it's, it's it's a lot of great it's a lot of great talent that's came through Gastonia, man. It's a, it's a, a small community, um, you know. I think we we got a lot of fight in us, you know. I, that's one thing I can't say about Gastonia people. Uh, we got a lot of fight, um, people that's that's hungry and, and want to make a difference, and uh, you know. So I'm just trying to do my part, and you know, and uh, and show you know what my community's made of, and you know, show how we built here. Because a lot of people didn't get the opportunity to, you know, get on the stage that I'm at. But uh, you know, I know several kids out here that's that talented just as me, man. And I'm just trying to pave the way, and not just in, you know, football because you, know, you can you can do anything in life. And uh, so I just want to be that example that you know, whatever you put your mind to, man, you can accomplish. No matter if we come from a, a small city like Aston, you know, it's, it's still possible as long as you put your mind to it and you know do the right thing you can accomplish your dreams that coming here from uh, Mo Neal this morning as we head into the NFL draft and a hopeful opportunity for him to be donning one of those hats Mo why should an NFL team take a chance on you there's a lot of things we're going to get to today in our conversation but this is a big one if I'm an NFL executive and I'm listening right now or I'm watching why should I take Mo Neal 
why should I why should I give you the opportunity to get on my team and try and make that that roster for me? Well, I mean, ultimately, I just you know just before I get to the football standpoint, man, I just I feel like I'm you know I've been uh, I've been raised well you know by my parents, obviously uh, you know, but uh, you know by the surrounding people that's been in my life, and uh, you know just the, it takes the village, man, and. Uh, I feel like I'm a great kid, you know. I, I I'm gonna do what you ask me to do. Uh, I'm gonna give you 110. Uh, percent You know, I'm gonna stay out of trouble. Uh, you know, so that's that's where I'll say, you know, start with off the field, man, and and on the field, I feel like I can, I'm a guy that can, you know, I can do it all. You know, I'm a well-rounded kid. You know, I try to model my game uh, after uh, Ladainian Thomason. Uh, he's one of my uh, idols, man, and. You know, I, I feel like I can guy that can do it all just as he did. You know, he can, I can run the ball in between the tackles. Uh, you know, I can run outside. Uh, I can catch the ball real well. I can run great routes. And I feel like I can create mismatches. And uh, that's ultimately what the, the game is evolving into now. You, you want to run it back that can, you know, do it all. That could be the centerpiece of offense that can really, you know, just create mismatches and for the defense. And I feel like I'm a guy that fits that role in today's game. And, uh like I say, if a uh, team, you know, listening right now, man, you, you won't be disappointed if you, you know, take a chance on me because um, I'm hungry. Uh, I got a chip on my shoulder, uh, and I'm, I'm just, I'm fired up and I'm ready to go. You know, it's been my lifelong dream, and uh, I'm ready, I'm ready to live it. Lifelong dream and ready to live it. I love that. I love that statement. And and for you, Mo, I mean, you when you were at Syracuse, you were utilizing in different ways. You know, you weren't always the traditional running back. They try to kind of fit you in different spots. Sometimes it kind of felt like you were a wide receiver or a slot guy and this, that, and whatever. How how do you, when you look back on your time at Syracuse, what do you think of that? Because, you know, I have some thoughts on if you were a traditional back and they let you run between the tackles, what it would have looked like. But how did you, you know, how do you take everything in? Because the last couple seasons, you got to run the rock and kind of, you know, show what you're capable of. But the first couple, it, it was, you know, where are we going to use them? How are we going to use them? What are we going to do with this? How, When you look back on it, how do you take in all of the different experiences you had in the backfield or wherever they put you? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I think it's been a blessing, man. Obviously, you know, I always felt like, uh, you know, I can run the ball no matter my weight or anything, I already always knew that I'm a running back at heart, man. I knew I had the skills that for it, you know. And, uh, you know, coming out of high school, I was very light. So, you know, I was like I was like 165 pounds, you know, going into Syracuse when I rode early. So, you know, I was very light. And like I said, that they knew I could make plays with the ball. But obviously, you know, being that light, playing uh, playing ACC football, you know, it's, it's kind of tough, you know, to, to, to run a kid up in there between the tackles and give a multiple carry, you know, throughout throughout the game, man. And uh, that's a lot of wear and tear on the body. But uh, so it, it, it's kind of been a blessing to be able to, you know, learn different positions. Obviously, when I was enrolled, uh, and when I enrolled early, you know, I, I started at the slot position. You know, I learned slot stuff, um, outside receiver as well, you know, obviously because uh, like I said, I had, I, got great, I had great hands and uh, they thought I could catch the ball. And and they knew that my if they you know teach me and you know you know bring me up they knew I could uh, get the concept down and be able to run around as well. So yeah, like I say, it's been a blessing. I feel like I took all of it in, um, being able to do multiple things. Uh, 
paid for a team, but you know my heart always been running back then. And, I, and like I said, I always felt like I could run the ball, you know, no matter my weight. And you know, like I said, those t- these past couple of years, you know, you kind of got more of a, a traditional running back for me, running in between the tackles more, um, you know, just trying to uh, make plays out of the backfield. So like I say, man, it's it's been awesome, been an awesome run. Um, you know, I felt like I, I left my mark. Uh, obviously, wish I could have went a little better, but at the end of the day, I'm very blessed with, you know, how I'll finish my career at Syracuse, and uh, like I say, I'm ready for the next step. That coming here from O'Neal, draft prospect for the 2020 NFL Draft, a running back coming from Gastonia, North Carolina, and through Syracuse. Uh, in your time at Syracuse, Mo, when we look back at the numbers, you were given the ball over 150 times for the last two seasons, uh, each of those seasons. Before that, it was under 100. I can only look at these numbers and you know see in 2018 that you played in 13 games, 155 carries, 869 yards. I, I look at that. I look at 170 carries this past season, 846 yards. If you had had over 100 carries, in my opinion, and I know that I'm just speculating, but you, you not only became part of the 2,000-yard rushing club at Syracuse, you got over 2,500 yards, 2,560 to be exact. But I can only imagine if you were given the rock over 100 times those first couple seasons. I know you were a little bit leaner like you were talking about, but we're talking about a 3,000-yard back, maybe a 3,500-yard back. And, you know, so we're not talking about the 2,000-yard club. We're talking about the 3,000-yard club. So... Uh, you know, just what you can say about where you were going and 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 what you did. I mean, the more carries you got, the better you made with them. And you prove there. There's a stat we're going to talk about it in a second. Your yards per carry, where you've you've proven your entire time at Syracuse that you're going to get them more than halfway to the first down on average. So, what can you tell me about that? I mean, you're part of the 2,000 yard club, the 2,500 yard club, but I really honestly think we would have been talking about Mo Neal 3,000 plus. If if the uh, the rock had been in your hands, maybe a few more times. Uh yeah, I, I honestly believe that too, man. Um, you know, I feel like uh, I could have done more as well. Um, you know, with the ball in my hands, and uh, you know, and I, I tried to prove that day in and day out. You know, just the uh, just the first day I stepped foot on campus. Um, you know, that I'm a guy that can make plays, man. And, uh, you just give me a ball, you give me time. I'm more of a rhythm guy too. I like to get in the rhythm, um, feel the defense out, and uh, I feel like once I get going, you know, I'm tough, man. Uh, it's, it's hard to get me out of a groove, and uh, you know, obviously, like I said, uh, I wish you could have went a little better, man. But I'm blessed, and, uh, and like I said, who's to say? You know, everything happens for a reason. You know, I, I just, you know, I do. I control what I can control, and, uh, and I just leave it to the man above. And uh, who's to say if I would have got more of those carries, man? We, we might not have been looking at a, a healthy O'Neal or something like that. So you know, I just, I just think, I just think about stuff like that, man. I, I try to look at the bigger picture. Um, you know, less wear and tear on my body. Uh, first couple of years, uh, and uh, like I say, uh, I, I've been blessed with a healthy career, not missing a single game. And uh, you know, like I say, I, that's all I'm. That's all I care about, man. Is just you know, being healthy and uh, you know just. I, like I said, just looking at the bigger picture. Um, like I said, obviously, you know, last I am upset a little bit. I know I definitely could have done away more, uh, but I, I'm very pleased. I'm very blessed uh, with how the coaches have 
use me, and uh, like I said, I, uh, I'm just ready for the next level, man. And uh, you know, my tape speaks for itself. You know, I might not have a stat, but if you if you look at another thing, the GM listener, man, if you if you look at my tape, and then you can see my skills. That you know, I know I don't have some of the stats of those those guys, the big guys are coming out. But uh, like I said, if you look at that tape, you can see my skills that and see what type of player I am. Well, let's look at one of those one of those big time numbers that you do have that I think would hold up with uh, any running back out there, and that is no matter how many times you carried the ball, no matter what season it was from your true freshman season when you were asked to play, all the way through your final season in 2019, you have averaged at least five yards a carry every single season. 5.3 as a freshman, 5.3 as a sophomore, 5.6 as a junior, and 5.0 last season to average 5.3 yards a carry, meaning that you are getting your team halfway to a first down on average whenever you touch the ball. Let's discuss that because averaging five over five yards a carry and having five yards a carry every single season, I mean, as a career, that is a tremendous, tremendous feat that you have accomplished, and I think those numbers hold up with anybody. Yeah, it, it definitely does. Uh, like you said, that's definitely a stat that can hold up with anybody in the country. Um, you know, that's that's definitely awesome, man. But, you know, it just goes back to, you know, I, I feel like I'm a guy that can uh, make plays no matter what. And, uh, you know, and I, was, I can't take all the credit. Obviously, you know, over the years, you know, I've had uh, some great old linemen uh, that blocked for me and uh, allowed me to do what I could do. And, uh, you know, so it's just it's been a blessing. And, and uh, those, that's, that's one area that I can say that uh, I definitely did want to keep that trend going. Once I, I thought my first year I averaged over five yards a carry, I wanted to keep that going. Um, and I did. I accomplished that. Um, so, it, it's, like I said, it's been, it's been amazing to do to, to, to do such a thing. Um, but, yeah, that just goes back to, to me. You know, I feel like once I get in the rhythm, man, I can I keep going. And, you know, I can, I can make some things happen. It would be irresponsible of us to to not obviously look at the offensive line as we look at you. So, what can you tell me about your offensive lineman? Because I think any good running back knows that you know it's a team effort, and I think that offensive linemen, since they have such a thankless job, I know that they appreciate it when when they hear a running back, you know, obviously talk about you know them and 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 their you know their place on the field. So, what can you tell me about your offensive lineman you had at Syracuse and what you appreciate about how they've helped you out? Uh, they've been great all four years. You know, there's been changes, you know, throughout my years there. Uh, but, you know, every single year, man, it's, it's been great. You know, we have, we have our ups and downs, but, you know, you're going to have that, you know, in football. Everything's not going to be perfect, man. But for the most part, for, you know, if we ain't running back to uh, to do what I've done, um, you know, you, you got to have somewhat of a a, a good offensive line, man, and uh, and I had that all four years, and uh, those guys was great, you know, great relationship, you know, offensive linemen, man, I will tell you this, <laughs> offensive linemen are some of the uh, funniest people you ever meet <laughs> uh, off the field, man, They're, those guys always cracking jokes, man, in the locker room, and always have a good time, so, you know, it's, it's uh, the big fellas, you know, they don't get a lot of credit that they deserve, but, you know, they they the ones that keep us going without them, you know, it's, it's nothing. So those guys in the trenches, man, they deserve the utmost respect, and you know they get all the credit. You know, I'm I'm just using my guy, giving ability, and uh, but uh, but yeah, 
they were awesome. They were awesome, and uh, I definitely appreciate them a lot. That coming here from Mo Neal this morning on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. You're watching inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios on 3150 Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, New York. Mo, uh, as far as a connection to the NFL, since you finished up at Syracuse, uh, Syracuse wasn't able to have their pro day with everything going on with coronavirus. So what have you done to try and connect with uh, you know NFL teams? And, and have you had the opportunity to make a connection with a few teams out there? Uh, yeah, I mean, just uh, just promoting myself, um, you know, uh, just getting myself out there, just making videos, uh, workout clips here and there, uh, you know, uh, sending them to the scouts and uh, they hit me up from teams and, you know, just doing stuff on social media just to just to get my name ringing, man. I, I, like I'll post a clip or something on Twitter or, I, or Instagram and, uh, you know, just a little thing, you know, obviously. Uh, it's a, I guess it's about promoting yourself now. Um, I'm not like a, a top guy, so I don't have the luxury of, you know, just sitting around and, you know, waiting. So I, I'm a guy that has to, you know, try to do something, just try to get my name out there because, unfortunately, you know, I was banking on the pro day and, uh, you know, making it, uh, making it a day where I could prove myself, you know, uh, again, along with my film. But, yeah. uh, but like I say, uh, it could have been a blessing this time because, like I said, my, my fans speak for itself, man. And, uh, you know, and obviously now they got the teams have to look more at them. Um, you know, I, and like I said before, I feel like my fans speak for itself, um, my skill set. So, you know, I've just been trying to maintain, you know, it's, uh, it's been rough, but just maintain it. And like I said before, just controlling things I can control. And for you, you know, when you have had the opportunity to speak with, you know, some NFL teams out there, what's what's been the what's been the statement that maybe you've given? I mean, what what are you telling them, and and what are they what are they saying back to you? What's what's the conversation been like as far as maybe what they're seeing from you, and, and what you're trying to make sure that you give to them? Uh, just you know, uh, most of them just checking on me, uh, just saying, uh, am I healthy? Uh, asking, uh, am I still working out? You know, due to you know the uh, the virus and stuff like that, man. Uh, so they just been checking on me, making sure I'm staying in shape, um, asking me uh, football-related questions, you know, kind of uh, some quizzes, you know, going in there just to see where my mind is at on, on like, my plays and, uh, and past patterns. So I just try to uh, get them all the knowledge that I know that I was taught at Syracuse and, uh, and just try to, you know, let them see that, you know, I can uh, I, I can do the X and O's as well, too. And uh, I feel like I'm a guy that has a good IQ and uh, I can pick up on stuff pretty well. And uh, that's what conversations have mainly been about. So for you, when, you, when you've tried to put your best foot forward speaking with these uh, NFL teams, how do you feel it has gone through? What's been the response, in your opinion, as far as how they've taken what you've said to them? Uh, it's been great. Uh, I, feel, I feel good. Like I said, it's been great feedback. Um, you know, they, they've been pleased with how well um, – you know, I, I speak, um, you know, about uh, about certain terminology, and that just goes back to, uh, you know, how well I was taught at Syracuse. Um, you know, Coach Babers and the staff, you know, they um, they taught me well. Um, and I, like I said, I've just been using uh, what I learned there. You know, just, uh, just I guess, uh, exposing it to the uh, NFL teams um, and just letting them hear, you know, how well I can speak, man, and uh, just, like I said, just how well I can break down uh, certain 
certain plays, certain run plays, um, how well it's supposed to be blocked and stuff like that. And uh, like I said, I feel like teams then uh, definitely see but how well I speak. So hopefully that's a good sign. And for you, you know, when you're when you're asked those questions and whatnot, I mean, they want to make sure you're healthy, and then they're they're impressed by the way you speak and how you break stuff down. What can you tell me about you know the film side of it and being able to to do that, especially if you're you know on a Skype call or FaceTime or you're over the phone and whatnot. When when they say to you, you know, hey, if uh, if this is what the defense is showing you, what do you do, or how do you run this play, or how would you do? When you're when you're in those situations where you're describing a play, you're describing how things are supposed to move, and you're assessing that, you know, when you're when you're essentially at the whiteboard and you're drawing something up, or you're telling a an NFL team how you're supposed to do it, or if somebody shifts, what you're supposed to do with a change in the defense. How confident are you in film, and how confident are you in describing plays and knowing what to do in them? Because that is something that is not spoken about enough, which is the intelligence of of a, a player to be able to break something down even when they're not on the field. I'm very confident with it, man. Um, I, like I said, it just goes back to how well I was coached at Syracuse. Um, you know, I, I ran a back coach, uh, uh, Mike Lynch. You know, he he uh, he's well he was well intelligent with um, you know with because he was an offensive line coach, so he was, he was definitely good with uh, X's and O's and, uh, you know, just teaching us front, um, teaching us different reads and stuff like that. And uh, like I said, I'm very confident he would quiz us all the time and have us go up in the board in front of the room. And, uh, you know, it, it, like I say, it's just I've been I've been well taught. Um, and uh, like I said, I'm very confident in, in my game, and I, I feel like I – I have a great IQ. Uh, obviously, I got a lot more learning to do, and uh, like I say, it just goes back to I'm willing to learn, and uh, you know I'm going to give it my all to do what it takes to, to get to that next level. You speak on Syracuse and the coaching staff. Uh, when you were recruited, Scott Schaefer and his staff were recruiting you, and DeAndre Smith was the running backs coach, and he's now at Texas Tech. And and there were 22 verbal commits to Syracuse when you had committed. When Schaefer and and the when Schaefer was let go and essentially his entire staff with him, and they shifted over to Dino Babers of the twenty two verbal commits, either because a commit decided not to or because the staff decided not to, eighteen of them went away and only four remained. Yourself, Scoop Bradshaw, Rex Culpepper, and Sam Heckle. What can you say about uh, transitioning from one staff to the other and the fact that you are one of the few players that Dino Babers decided to uh, really. Uh, you know, push to keep and to get to not only stay committed verbally, but to eventually sign with Syracuse. Uh, I mean, uh, it was it was a tough time back then. Uh, you know, once once Coach Shepherd uh, got out of there, um, I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, obviously, I, I knew I wanted to be a, a early enrollee guy. So at the time, you know, I didn't really want to jump ship because um, you know I didn't. Uh, I didn't know if another team was going to take me early or not, or how many spots they have filled. So, you know, it was kind of rough. But, uh, but you know, I, I fell in love with Syracuse. You know, I didn't fall in love with, you know, the coach. There was obviously a great coaching staff, but you know, I was there for, you know, I, well, I took my business, man. I, I really enjoyed the the campus, uh, the players, and uh, so you know, I, I knew I really still had love, you know, for Syracuse, and uh, so I waited out and see who they who they would bring in and. You know, once they signed Coach Babers and his staff, uh, you know, they sent uh, Coach McLeod. You know, he was a receiver coach. 
honor to come visit, to home visit me. Um, and, you know, once I met with him, man, and, you know, talked to him, I, I was very excited, you know, about what they was bringing to the table. And once I took my official visit up there, like that next week, um, you know, it was, as all she wrote, uh, once I met Coach Babers, the rest of the staff, man, and I felt like it was home, went from home. And, you know, so I stayed committed, and I was very blessed that they, they kept me. They, that they kept me. Um, you know, I, they looked at my family, you know, and they, they really liked what they saw. So, you know, I was very blessed. I was you know, one of the very few guys that got, uh, you know, that, that got that uh, remain, you know, committed. So, you know, it was, uh, it was awesome. Yeah, coming here from Moniel, Syracuse alum, 2020 NFL draft prospect, running back, Halling from North Carolina. Uh, Mo, I, I've obviously you know asked you a bunch of different things about a bunch of different topics today, but what do you want to get through? What do you want to say? Because I, I want your message to really resonate, and I want the NFL to hear it, and I want execs to to know it and and to know the man on and off the field. So what do you want to say? If I gave you you know an open mic, an open floor, and said just go out and say whatever you want to say. What what do we need to know about Mo Neal that that you really feel like needs to be clear as you step into the NFL draft? Oh, I mean, I, I would say, uh, you know, you're getting a very humble kid, you know, that, that comes from a very humble beginning. Um, I didn't have a lot growing up, you know. Uh, it was rough at the early stages of my life. Um, obviously, I got a lot better. Um, you know, since then, but you know, I, I was never uh, a silver spoon type of kid. So you know, it, I come from humble beginnings, man, and uh, I, I take nothing for granted because I know, you know, in the blink of eye, everything could be taken away. And uh, and I'm just, I'm just blessed to be here. You know, it is no matter what happens this weekend, man. Uh, you know, I'm blessed. I'm proud of myself. Uh, you know, I feel like I put the work in, and. Uh, you know, and I, like I said, I'm just leaving in God's hands now. Um, you know, I know he, he's got me. You know, he, he's in control. Uh, so, you know, I'm just, I'm ready. I'm eager. Um, they're going to get a, they're going to get a kid that's hungry, that's ready to play. And, uh, definitely going to bring some excitement to the organization. And, uh, and, uh, like I said, I, I can't wait. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's here. You know, I'm definitely anxious, man. It's hard to go to sleep at night. You know, it's, get closer and closer but uh like i said i'm ready to go and uh, i'm ready to take that next step i feel like I, i've done that uh, I, I put in the work and i feel like i'm able to play at the next level that coming here from mo neal mo i want to give a shout out to uh, the amount of love that you've got and i'm going to try to get to everybody uh, quickly here uh d d hoover uh, chuck reed uh, taylor chanel uh, uh, v, uh, VMO Blake, uh, who else here? Uh, Mark Choice the third, Christopher Cloud, Chris Freeman, uh, Donja Burris, uh, K2 Times, uh, NHLD. I know some of these are, are obviously uh, short names. Xavier Brooks, uh, ja- Jaquan Brooks, Evan Foreman, Quentin Hall, TJ McLean, uh, Tyler Sesums, uh, Yasmin Jimenez, uh, Jordan Durr. Kelvin Dawkins Jr. I don't want anybody to get mad at me, so I'm going to read them all off. Sonia Sadler, uh, Thomas Fair. Uh, uh, what else we got here? There's there's so many. Uh, Quindell Tate, uh, Quez Lane, uh, Quesley Lane, uh, Earl Landis, Alexander, uh, Eddie Kane, AJ Sharp, Ryan Worthy, JT, 
uh, Manes GME, uh, Lee Mitchum, uh, Terrio Chambers, <clears throat> obviously uh, your parents, uh, Brizo, Bandman, uh, Emmanuel Hope, Clutch Tools, uh, Daryl Edwards, or Darrell Edwards, uh, CFN Payroll, uh, Quavon Griggs, Stack Franklin, Tyree Cotman, uh, Jermaine Hoy, Chance Smith, I'm, I'm trying to, Classic DeBoss, uh, Teandre Vines, I think it might have said, uh, Isaiah B. Cole, uh, Sosa Carlos, uh, Brandon Littlejohn, Alexis Ray, Josh Davis, Arthur Kennedy, Tay Rogers, uh, Tevin McNeil, Jabari Smith, and and so on and so forth. I mean, these these are these are these are the people that have uh, reached out to me in some way, shape, or form in support of you. What can you say when I'm reading them all off? And if I forgot anybody, then let me just say the entire the entire population of Gastonia and the entire world, everyone everywhere that's a Moniel fan that lives under any rock anywhere on the planet, and the aliens, shout out to you. Because there's so many people, I want to make sure I get to them all. But Mo, I read off all of those names. What what goes through your your head and your heart when when I'm when I'm reading them off? And there's there's more that continue to be added as we talk this morning. Oh man, it's uh, <laughs> it's crazy, man. Uh, those names you read out, you know, that's a lot of family. Um, a lot of friends, a lot of friends that are family. Um, so it's it's awesome to hear, man, the support. Uh, I love my city. You know, Gastonia is, is home to me. You know, pours up. <laughs> you know, I know them pours up every time I score, every time I do something bad. And uh, uh, it's awesome. You know, I'm, I'm you know I'm not only doing this for myself and my family, but I am doing it, like I said before. You know, for my community. You know, for my city, man, because. You know, like I said, we don't we don't have a lot. Um, you know, we like I said, it's a, it's a small city. Not, not a lot of people know about us, man. But you know, like I said, we got a lot of heart around here. You know, I just wanna I wanna be that person that uh, people can look up to. You know, like I say, and not only just for football, man. But you know, we can do something with ourselves. You know, we can you know we can be a doctor. You can be uh, a rapper. You can be a football player. You know, you can be a, a judge. Uh, you know. Uh, Whatever you want to be, man. Anything you put your mind to it, you know, you can you can be. And uh, we just got to work. And we got to push each other. We got to be behind each other as a community, man. We got to come together. Um, and, you know, we can't we can't hail on one another. You know, we just got to love each other. And uh, especially how the, the world is going today, man. We got to love each other. Uh, we got to be there for one another. So it's awesome to hear all those names and, and support. And like I say, man, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for y'all, man. Uh, you know, when I say y'all, I'm talking to my city. You know, everybody that's tuning in, and uh, let's get it, man. I'm excited. You know, we, uh, you know, once I get my foot in the door, it's up there. You know, we we gonna we gonna be lit. So <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited, man. Uh, I got your buzz right now. You know, you know, you read those names off the stuff. So hey. It's, uh, it's time. Like I say, I'm leaving in God's hands, man. He's in control, and, uh, and we're going to go from there. You talk about God, Mo, and, and before we wrap up today with our, our conversation, you know, uh, God is, is, is such a big part of your life and so important to you, and you have 
uh, never uh, shied away from that. You know, at least when we have we've spoken and you've put it, you've put God's name out there so many times today. So, what can you say to me about your faith, about God, about about you know what God means to you and why it's so important to keep God front and center at all times? It's definitely important. Um, I'm not a I'm not a huge uh, church going guy. Um, I was when I was uh, little, um, but I kind of. I kind of got away from it a little bit, you know, I kind of, you know, be mad at myself sometimes, you know, uh, for doing that. But, uh, ultimately, man, I, I know where my blessings come from. Um, you know, and I believe, I believe in God, you know, I believe, uh, you know, I wouldn't be here talking to you right now if it wasn't for him. Um, he's definitely in control, uh, you know, and, you know, I, my grandma, you know, she sends me, uh, verses and stuff uh, every other day, you know, and, you know, I, I I try to read. Uh, I want to get more big, big on more reading more. Um, not necessarily uh, the Bible, but just you know, you know certain things. Um, you know, just to expand my mind. And um, like I say, I'm I'm very big on uh, on on God, man. And uh, like I say, he he's been there for me, and he hasn't let me down yet. And uh, and I just keep praying to him, and you know, hoping everything worked out. That coming from Mo Neal, Syracuse alum in 2020 NFL draft prospect, a running back hailing from the great state of North Carolina. Mo, I I honestly have to tell you that, and I know that you know this, and I know that your family knows this, but I want to say it and I want to make it clear. There are people in this world that you want to see succeed, and then there's people that you would put on your back and carry them and get them to where they need to go if you could. And I will tell you that uh, I am I we're we're about you know like uh, we're we're not we're not crazy on height difference. You weigh more than I do, but I will uh, I will tell you that uh, I would put you I would put you on my back and carry you across the desert if I had to. There is nobody that uh, that that is that has been on this show that I think is more deserving of getting an opportunity to live out their dreams and to uh, to be in the NFL and do this. I am a Mo Neal fan forever. I am proud of you. I am honored to know you. And from the first day that I got to talk to you in my grandmother's house, uh, a little probably five years ago, if not a little bit longer, to where we stand right now, I, I want you to uh, always know that uh, you are an extension of my family. You are a uh, a wonderful, wonderful human being. And I think the NFL would be completely naive and ignorant if they did not give a chance to somebody who I know. Will will not only pave the way for himself, but will pave the way for other people. So please know that in the uh, five years that I've known you, at least that you have made a uh, very positive, uh, memorable kind of uh, you know uh, a place in my life. You have definitely uh, shown who you are and what you're about. And I think that good people that are out there doing the best they can, uh, God doesn't let you down. There's three answers that God gives. It's it's yes, it's it's uh, not yet, and I have something better in mind. And I I really honestly hope that um, you get the answer that you're hoping for, and uh, you continue to believe in God because I know He's got your back, and I know your family does, and and the extension of your family. But Mo, if I could say anything to the NFL right now, I would say this is not just a running back you're getting. This is not just uh, somebody that's five yards a carry. This is not somebody that, you know, just played in the Power Five conferences 
and ran for over 2,000 yards. This is someone who will, you know, sit at your dinner table and ask you how your family's doing and give you a hug when you need it and a shoulder to cry on and make you laugh. And it's someone who you cannot afford to not have in your locker room. And I hope the NFL knows that. I hope they hear that. And I hope that they give you a chance. Oh, man, I appreciate that, man. That's, uh, that's love, man. That's, uh, that's really love. You know, I, I greatly appreciate those words. Um, that, that means a lot to me and my family. And I'm pretty sure, you know, the people that's listening that are also, you know, fans of O'Neill. And uh, I just appreciate y'all. And, and I just, I just try to be a great guy. You know, it, it, it's, it's hard, but, you know, it's, uh, you know, I want to be that person that, uh, you know, people, you know, can look up to. Um, and like I say, I, I, uh, this is off topic, but uh, I kind of, uh, Tupac's one of my favorite rappers, and uh, I remember him saying that, uh, you know, he didn't, uh, something like he didn't want to be a, a role model because he would be playing a role. Um, you know, and, and, and I kind of take that as, yeah, I, I, I want to be that person I can look up to, but I don't want to play a role. Uh, I want to be myself around everybody and, yeah. and everybody can be themselves around me and uh so people know where i come from my humble beginnings and and uh and i can act myself you know no matter who i'm around i can be myself and um and like i said I just i greatly appreciate those words you know that, that definitely means a lot to me um you know like you said you know we're family man you know like i said early in the show uh you know you're you're not the typical uh, reporter or a media guy that's uh, just out trying to look for a story. Um, I think you a genuine person and you love your job and you love what you're doing and you know and you just want to be around great people and uh, I feel like we need we need more people like yourself in this world and uh, uh, I greatly appreciate all the, the love and support you gave me and my family over these past five years, man. And uh, we built a bond and it won't be broken. <laughs> and I'm cool with that. All, all I want is when that 21 jersey's got an NFL team on it, send one to the house. That's all I need. That's all I need. Put it right up here in the studio so that everybody can see what greatness looks like. So, Mo, <laughs> as always, uh, thank you so much for everything, Mo. And I'll be uh, tracking you all the way through it. We'll talk with you when everything gets uh, set up with, uh, with the draft and and we know where uh, everything is going. We'll definitely uh, get in touch with you again. And, and uh, I'm happy I'm stuck with you because you're stuck with me too, brother. So I'll uh, <laughs> I'll look forward. <laughs> I'll look forward to talking with you soon. In the meantime, enjoy the North Carolina weather for me. Uh, stay prayed up and and give mom and dad uh, give mom and dad a hug for me and the family. And and I definitely uh, I'll be praying for you. Okay. Yes, sir. Sounds good. I appreciate you, Dan, and uh, you have a good day too. Take care. And tell your family say hello. I will. Be good, Mo, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Bye. Take care. That coming from Mo Neal once again here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, uh, spending some time with us here this morning. I am so so thankful, and I'm so grateful, and I'm so honored to to know somebody like him. I mean, there's, there's really, he's right. You know, I, I love my job. I love my job. And, and why do I do, I mean, I do this job because 
I just have, I've always had a desire to tell stories. I love telling stories. And uh, my mom just said love to Mo from mom. So uh, from one mom to another, from my mom, Debbie, to you, Tracy, and uh, to the whole Neil family, my mom sends her love. She was listening to Mo this morning. So shout out to mom for that. I got a great mom too. Um, and a great, uh, great family. Great, uh, great mom, great dad. Uh, very proud. So yeah, I mean, I, I do this job because I love telling stories. I love connecting with people and I love, I mean, I can't even put into words sometimes what it means to me to meet somebody like Mo. Because when I do an interview and as uh, all these kids see, it's not your typical interview. You know, we do rapid fire. We talk about, you know, we laugh. We talk about God. We talk about, you know, their, you know, their family upbringing, their favorite meals, their, you know, what they listen to, what they watch. Uh, you know, it, I want to know the person, you know, at the, at the end of my life, hopefully I live to be a hundred plus, but at the, and be healthy and well throughout my life and safe and happy and all that good stuff. Um, at the end of my life, I want to, I want to remember all these people. You know, I want to have a strong memory and I want to remember, you know, the ones that came across my desk and, and I just feel I've been driven by just continuing to reach out for people and hoping that you get a yes, hoping that somebody like Mo will say, yeah, I'll do an interview on your show, you know, that they don't care that it's not, you know, a company that's been around for 100 years because, you know, I've worked for those companies and I started my own and I wanted to show myself because I believe in myself that uh, that I could do this. I wanted to really honestly show myself and and show that I didn't need a big name behind me. I could be that name behind me and in front of me and, and around me. And and Mo is one of those people that has just constantly, consistently, and his family uh, reminded me on my best days and my worst days that uh, something positive is coming through. So I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. NFL, you are on the clock. Make that call.